0: Come see me, bro, and I'm going to hook you up. We hope you enjoy it. Thanks again for all you do. Well, Church family, that's all we have for this week's segment of FFM News. Thanks for watching, and enjoy the message. Amen. Come on, give Breno a big hand for keeping up with everything. He's traveling back from New York today, him and the uh, G and uh, uh, Eddie and Ann as they were out for Ernst's wedding. You might remember Ernst has been here, a college buddy of his from Elam Bible College. Ernst has an incredible story. Uh, uh, being adopted from Haiti and, um, you know, um, losing touch with some of his uh, siblings because of the things that happened with Haiti and the earthquake. Uh, Anyway, um, Ernst got married this weekend, so they were out there, and uh, it's an incredible redemption story uh, in that, and so uh, appreciate Ernst has been here several times, uh, and so uh, they're traveling back today. One update, everybody say one update. Since uh, Breno cut the uh, the video for FFM News, uh, Lake Area has had two things going on. Of course, their roofing project, but they had uh, a bursted pipe. Bursted is that a word? Burst. Burst pipe in the gymnasium, and they've been working on that too. And so they've decided, because of the cost of the fix for the gymnasium, that they're going to postpone the roofing project just yet. But they have asked us that uh, when it's ready, if we would continue to be uh, a help and a support for them. And I said, absolutely. So uh, the dates he gave you for that, um, obviously, that came later after he recorded this. So just uh, for those who've signed up or thinking about signing up, just pause, right? We're, we're good and those things. Amen? Good to be in the house of the Lord. If you're a visitor, let's welcome you one more time. God, it's so good to see everyone. We realize next week is uh, last week of holiday, summer kind of stuff. And uh, my wife and I are actually going to be gone. And Breno's going to be preaching next week. Come on, give God praise, right? And uh, he's going to bring the word and follow us right in with this series. And so it's going to be great. I told him that uh, I'm, I'm checking out of here Wednesday at noon. And so if anybody's got to get married or a funeral has to happen, it's on you. And uh, I said, "Don't call me. (laughs) Call Doug." Anyway, uh, (laughs) and anyway, so uh, it'll be great. But um, I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua chapter one. And this is our third series, our message in this series, the Jordan journey. And I'm excited about this thing because we've been subtitling this this message to deal with a topic every week, and as we work through it. And so this week, I've subtitled this topic. Right? Breaking the cycle. Everybody say breaking the cycle. Because that's what every one of these sermons are about. Before we cross into Jordan, God is interested in breaking the cycle of the wilderness. Forty years they spent in the wilderness in a cycle. Hello, somebody. And so each message of this series is going to be about breaking a cycle. Now, you're not going to like this one today, but we're going to do it anyway. And y'all have to forgive me a little bit if the preacher comes out. Because today I want to talk about breaking the cycle of unpreparedness. Let's read Joshua chapter 1 verse 10. And Joshua commanded the officers of the people pass through the midst of the camp and command the people prepare. Everybody say "Prepare." prepare. Prepare your provisions. Now the King James says vittles. Hello somebody. Prepare your provisions for within three days. Say three days. You're to pass over this Jordan to go to take possession of the land that the Lord God is giving you to possess. And the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh. So two and a half of the tribes, Joshua said, remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord is your God, providing you a place to rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land that Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. So if you'll remember, they came, this two and a half tribe came to Moses and said, We're not really interested in living in the land of Canaan. We want, we want to stay on this side of the Jordan. Now, Moses wasn't really happy about all that. Neither were the rest of the people. But Moses allowed it and said, okay, but you have to make me an agreement. You're going to fight with everybody else in Canaan so we can possess it. Then you can come back and have this land. So here we are. So, Moses gave you beyond the Jordan, and all the men of valor among you shall pass over the arm before your brothers, and shall help them until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as he has you. And they also take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land and your possessions, and you shall possess it in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan towards the sunrise. So, Joshua's just reminding them of their promise. And they answered, Joshua, all that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Hello, somebody. Every place and everywhere. That's what we will do. We will keep our promise. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Think about this church. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Now, God already promised that. Whoever rebels against your command and disobeys your words, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the reading of the word. Bless it to the hearing of our ear and the receiving of our heart. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Now, we talk a lot about victory in the Christian life, overcoming. Getting over, dealing with, growing, maturing, uh, working through some stuff. And finding victory. Having some battles and finding victory. And most of our testimonies are surrounded around, I was sick, but I found victory. Or I was depressed and I found victory. I was anxious and I found victory. Or, or you know, I, I, I was uh, dealing with financial issues and we found victory. I had a job. I had family. I found all this stuff and we found victory. Hello, somebody. Let Pastor Don bless you this morning. And I want you to understand something. There is no lasting victory without preparation. Preparation is the key to possessing victory. You can have moments of victory, but not be the possessor of victory. Uh, In other words, you can have moments where victory is in your hand, and, hello somebody, and it's like your favorite football team right like they can't they can't help themselves but to lose I mean they got victory in hand like Nebraska yesterday 28 to 17 victory is in hand and the coaches decide with an 11 point lead to do an onside kick stupid not dumb everybody should have been fired in the middle of the game because we had victory in hand but we could to play football I'm just hello somebody they're not prepared I guarantee you Nick Saban ain't making that. hello somebody you got a victory in your hand and it can slip out because of the merry-go-round stupid Preparation is the key to possessing victory. and I don't know about you, but I'm tired of these little bitty moments where I have a little bit of victory and it just seems like it falls out. it squeezes through my hand. It's just like a, it's like a greased pig you can't hold on to it. can't, can't hold to it. I want to walk in the land of victory. I want to live in the land of victory. That don't mean I ain't going to have no battles. I just want, I want to walk in there comes a time. When God calls us to that. But here's the deal. We, we, we understand that there are moments when we come to this place where God calls us to possess victory. That we have to wait on God for his timing and his possession, right? we got to understand that waiting is not necessarily wasting. Let me ask some. Some of y'all are waiting on victory on some very powerful things. Some, I mean, some deep things, some stuff you've been struggling with, wrestling through, some stuff all your life that God has given you a promise of breakthrough, a promise of victory in, and you've been waiting on the Lord. You feel like you at a bus stop waiting for the great... Come on, somebody. You're just waiting for that thing to show up. But my question is, what are we doing while we're waiting? What we, are we just waiting, stuff scattered all out? Because we've been there for so long, we done dug the backpack out, put this over here and that over there, and we're digging through stuff, and we're just bored with waiting, and we're just frustrating, huffing. <sighs> Is it ever going to happen? Is ever, we just got stuff. And then when the bus shows up, we ain't ready. We're not ready to get on it. It's done pulled up there, now you've got to get yourself ready. I love my wife with all my heart. I promise y'all this. I promise y'all. Do y'all know how long it takes to pull into the Walmart parking lot and find the parking space? Now, it ain't like she ain't know we wasn't going and getting out. (laughs) She the one said, let's go. I ain't got no joy in going to Walmart. She, we get it. we drive all the way over there. We drive it in the she knows we're getting out of the car. What Driving around. Now, see, she had shoes on when she got in the car. Oh. But on the way to Walmart, she done took them shoes on. She done put her purse to the side. She done got this over there and this over here, and the phones over here. Everything. It's a five-minute drive. She done got stuff everywhere. Now we pull it in the parking lot. No, we about to get out of the car. I pull into the parking lot, turn the truck off, I open the door, I'm going into Walmart. No, she's going to wait till the car's turned off and the door, now she got to put her shoes on. Now she got to find her phone. Oh, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Call my phone. Where's my phone? I can't find my phone. You was just talking to Melinda on the phone like you knew he was getting out there. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. <laughs> and it's my fault. It's... <laughs> Somebody, y'all ain't never. It's my fault that I ain't no defense for it. Ain't no defense for it. Uh, It's my fault that I get out the car and start walking into Walmart while she ain't ready. Or you ain't gonna wait for me. into the parking lot. And she's going to look at me like she don't know what I'm talking about. You, gotta, you better you put the shoes back. Come on. Get the purse. We got to go inside. And I don't know what's going on. See, because I do like it either. Some old, little old lady going to run me over with a grocery buggy. And I'm just telling you, I ain't excited about going in. She's just not ready. And it don't happen just once. I think I No. <laughs> every time why'd you take your shoes off what we doing while we waiting most of us are whining about having to wait what we doing while we waiting complaining about what we waiting for why in here? you know what I'm saying we're not preparing for what we're waiting for We just paused because we're waiting. Can I say this to you, church? And you got to go home and think about this a little bit today uh, over lunchtime. I just want you to ponder on it. I want it to keep you up tonight. History's saddest day and history's greatest day is three days apart. Israel traveled 40 years to get to this point, and they're not ready. Imagine messing up right here. And let's just be honest. Come on, everybody in here is human. I'm just like you. You're just like me. It is so easy to mess up in between the stages of life. Oh, come on, it is. It's so easy to mess up. But when's the last time our prayer was this? God, prepare my life and prepare my heart. Done. When's the last time our prayer wasn't about the frustration of having to wait, the frustration of not getting what we think we need or want, or even uh, God has promised us. Instead, while we're there, we're saying, God, while I'm waiting on you, will you prepare my life and prepare my heart? Can I say this to us? God has called us to exit Egypt. God has called us. To leave the wanderings of the wilderness. God has called us to live in Canaan. It's the promised land and it's a gift from God. Even though God has already given us the land, we must prepare. Come on, church. You you don't, you don't have to fight for victory anymore. You fight from victory. We are already victorious because of what He did. We're not fighting A fight that is lost. We're fighting a fight that's already been won. Listen. Just as God spoke to the nations of Israel. He's speaking to us. And God is saying to us beyond a shadow of a doubt. This is what I hear. Prepare your heart. Prepare your life. So that I can move and do mighty things in your church and among you as a people. I hear it. I hear God saying that. People don't listen because they don't want to prepare. Yeah. Yeah. We want Canaan, but we don't want to prepare. Oh, let, me, let me just bless us with some things that as I was working through some stuff and just, you know, Lord, what's this all about? Some stuff that, man, just hit me and I just received it. I, I wish it was all 100% mine, but it's not, and that's Okay. But it's ours. Come on, somebody. Yeah, come on. But when we start to prepare, that has got to be a new diet. Yep. Bo and I were talking to Tavita yesterday. We were thinking, hey, man, first of the year, maybe we'd do another lifting competition. Hey, that'd be all right. Come on. We got on the United States Powerlifting Association's website. We pulled up everything. Anyway, I, no, I still have all three records in the state of Michigan. Let me stop. Sorry. No one's broke them yet. And I said, I'm going after it. <laughs> yeah, for my age, you know. So, you know, it's a feeble crew is what it's called now. <laughs> Most of us. Anyway. And I'm like, I want, I want to break those records again. And you know what Dave said to me? He said, PD... You gonna have to eat different. I was like, man, I got I don't wanna it's like chicken and broccoli. Chicken and broccoli, chicken but bro- you can switch it if you want to, broccoli and chicken. You gotta have a new diet. You gotta prepare. Can be eating them little Debbie cakes. Let me say this to us. Look at verse 10. It's so powerful. And Joshua commanded the officers of the people pass through the midst of the camp. That the Lord commanded the people, prepare your portions or victuals, is what the King James says. For in three days, you're going to pass over this Jordan. Prepare, prepare. So the Jordan's at flood stage. And you might have thought Joshua would say, hey, prepare a boat. We're going to cross the Jordan. Say so y'all better build a boat. That's not what he said. Prepare some food. They needed a new diet. Why? Because the food in the wilderness is not enough to give us victory in Canaan. Prepare some food. So prepare your life so you can live victorious in Canaan. Listen, manna was something God had given to sustain them in the wilderness. It was never intended to be permanent food. It's only designed by God to get you through. Egypt was the land of not enough. The wilderness is the land of just enough. And Canaan is the land of more... So y'all need to tweet that. That was a good one. Wilderness food not enough to sustain you. Not in Canaan. Numbers eleven eight, it says manna tasted like oil. Exodus sixteen thirty one said it tasted like honey. Now it notes that if it tasted like honey, come on, and oil, it didn't say it was honey and oil. Manna is designed to whet our appetite, to cause us to want more of what's produced in Canaan. I'm going to say it out loud. Too many God's people are committed to living on manna instead of the meat of God in their hearts. They're not going to come to the part to where they're sick and tired of manna, and they want to change the way they live. Manna's a heavenly appetizer. If somebody say amen. But appetizer is good for a little while, but you can't live on them every day. Y'all ever order a twenty dollar appetizer at a restaurant when they bring it out to you? You ready to fight somebody? What? No, y'all better bring the other. Where's the rest? Hello, somebody. My wife and I was a French restaurant one time, and, and I never had escargot. And she was like, oh, you got to have some escargot. And so I was like, all right, I'm good. Let's give it a go. Let's give it a roll, right? And they, they bring you out, like, you know, they bring you out this plate with some escargot on it. And then they bring you a new way of living so we can experience the supernatural power of God in our heart. Hello, somebody. I want to help you this morning. We need to change the way we've been living. And that begins with feasting on the things of God. Our youth. For the most part, the world and the church has dumped them in a desert and said, live on manna. They've been left out in the wilderness They've never seen the miraculous or the supernatural power of God. We need to do more than send them to Sunday school. We need to do more than send them to youth services. We need to do more, more than just send them to church services. What young need to, people need to see is the glory of God. What not young people need to experience is the supernatural power of God. And, and, and what young people need to do is they need to understand what it means that God has called them to live in Cana. Joe Wells came up to me and he said,